Welcome to another episode of Talk Nerdy to Me, quarantine style. I'm JB. I'm Gaz. And yeah, but this is just the second week in a row. This is probably the quickest, like we've episodically put podcasts out. I was thinking, actually, on the way here from the shops, which is a whole different story in in of itself. Um, like, if someone was to look back and start listening to all our podcasts. Let's say we do get locked down for another few months, and we keep doing this every week. It'll, it will descend quite quickly. So, like, we'll have, like, 35 podcasts, but 24 of them are pretty normal. About halfway through, Chris would disappear, and people would be like, oh, so, you know, you get the guy Where left. Is he? Yeah, the but, then, <laughs> but then after another 10 episodes, it's like, and then we went into the world ended, <laughs> and we just <laughs> we had to because sort of, of our podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, if it was going to end because of anyone's podcast, it would be uh, Leal like Leal's, wasn't it? Because he's rad in the rock. Yeah, that's true. That's um, God, he's obsessed with. Ta- did you have you have you listened to the Tiger King? Pod? I yeah, I did. I, I usually listen to my podcast while I'm working now because obviously I can. Well, I mean, I'm at home now anyway, but that's usually my, my podcasting time while I'm working. So, uh, obviously, uh, it was it was just funny because we'd literally done our podcast like literally the day before, I think. Yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. I looked on my app and I was like, oh, they've got a podcast out and it's called Tiger King or something. <laughs> and I was like, we are literally the same podcast now, just with... with They've got American accents and we're British. <laughs> yeah, and they they were like they were talking about the things. It was so weird, like like listening to them talk about it was as they mentioned things. I was like, shit, I forgot all about that because it is. It's so insane. But as they talked about more stuff and made me realize what we'd forgotten, I was filling in gaps that they didn't talk about. And just one more. It, this was something I was trying to remember and rack my brain last week. But one thing I wanted to know is, do you think? They put um, one of them put aftershave on his trainers. Oh yeah, forgot that. Um, no, I think that was. I think the tiger just went for him, and he was trying to use that as an excuse. I I I disagree. The tiger, it's not like the tigers are completely saintly, right? Because they have already eaten an appendage off another person who worked there. And yeah, okay. Generally speaking, he's always in the cages, and he's fine. But every now and then. A tiger might just go, I fancy a bit of you, lad. Just like the husbands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, I mean, that's... A, that... Maybe he'd offered the meth. <laughs> the tiger was like, I can't resist. Yeah, put a bit of meth on his trainers and he just couldn't get enough of it. <laughs> yeah. Right, well, um, what have you been up to since... The last time we talked wasn't yeah. the podcast. The last time we talked was yesterday on where the conversation between us got a little heated because I said Louis Theroux was a shit documentarian. Which I disagreed with. Yeah, but then I was racking my brains because I said to you, don't you have an unpopular opinion? And you were like, not really, because I don't really hate anything. I just don't... I I respect it still. It's not that I don't hate things. Of course I hate things. 
I... Well, what, what my point was was that you know, like the example of Melissa McCarthy being a good example, I think actually because generally speaking, I do hate her films, but I obviously, if I went into every film think that she is in, thinking I hate you, Melissa McCarthy, which I do, but um, obviously, like if I'd have gone into that, I can't remember what the name of it now. I think it was called like. Oh, oh, I know which one you mean. You brought this up the other day. I can't the name of it. It's called, like, uh, Don't You Like Me Now or something like that. Yeah, the one about the sheep uh, faking signatures. Yeah, that's that's it, yeah. And um, obviously, if I'd gone into that film just with, like, my, like, I don't like Melissa McCarthy at all vibe, I'd probably hate that film. And that's the thing, is, like, I was trying to say to just discount a whole body of work. I mean, obviously, if you don't like Louis Theroux, that's fine. It's not it's, not everything is to everyone's taste, obviously. But I just don't think you should say he's a shit documentarian when there's so many people who would disagree because I, I personally, I think you can't call him a shit documentary, documentarian. Because if he was a shit documentarian, he wouldn't still get the viewership wouldn't still get the, the programs and I, I think you're looking at it in a, in a sort of wrong way I think the, the way you look at Louis Theroux it's almost like you're expecting him to be completely detailed that's not his vibe really he's not he's not a documentarian who goes in wanting to just overload you with facts he's trying to get that sort of human side to these people that generally speaking have either been cast off they're sort of on the fringe I mean if you watch the like say the Nazi one that is as close as you're going to come to a really good infiltration of of Nazism and why people can go that way because the way he delves into it he sort of like gets personable with them like in that episode they even ask him are you Jewish and he sort of skates around it in a way that they can't then ask him again and it, it, I just think it's clever the way he does it he sort of like He's sneaky in a way because he sort of lures them in. Mm. But obviously, we're going to disagree on that. Yeah, I mean, you. But it made me got me thinking, right? Of unpopular opinions, and I, I have this weird feeling about. I think I've tried to bring this up to you, and you've done a Louis Theroux on me and sneakily avoided the question. But, <laughs> but do you not like Spider Man? No, it's not that I don't like Spider-Man. I, I obviously... Um, what, do you mean, like, in a sense of, like, his character? Like, the character of Spider-Man? Well, I just can't think, like... Or films? Uh, definitely the films. Well, the first three, I think... I remember enjoying, to be fair, but I never remember being, like, totally bowled over by them. And I know some people are like, oh, they're, they're amazing sort of thing. But I never thought they were amazing. I thought they were pretty average sort of superhero films. Which is a but weird I thing, because I have a different memory of that. I still distinctly remember walking out of um, Spider-Man 2 with you. We were on a double date, and me and you more or less ditched our dates to as we, walk, we started walking ahead and forgot all about them because we were going nuts about how good a sequel it was how it was amazing, it was better than the original, because sequels normally aren't. And just, yeah, we I remember you buzzing off Spider-Man 2 when it came out. I don't... I, I mean, look, you know my memory's bad, but are you sure that was me? Because that doesn't sound like... Yeah, it was, it, it was Bex, because you were Bex. Oh, I mean, 
obviously I don't know I, 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 can't, I can't I don't recall it to be fair but I, I mean even I mean if I was buzzing over that I mean I was buzzing over Batman vs Superman when I first watched it because Batman was in it well yeah I might have on, to go on, back and watch the, that I thought me and you I, I remember I'm pretty sure on the podcast we did I actually rated it quite highly because I was buzzing over Batman so much right Okay. And I completely overlooked the faults in it until it got rewatched. Have you watched that again? Like, so I, I did because I wanted to make sure that, like, you, you know, sometimes you do watch things that you think, like, you know, I'm so into Jurassic Park, it's it's ridiculous. And there's a part of me I love the first one of that, but what was the last one called? Jurassic Park, or oh, the one that we just... Fallen we, Kingdom. Yeah, Fallen Kingdom. Now, I really enjoyed it when I watched it, but then I re-watched it and thought, oh, actually, I don't know, you know. And it's made me worry for the third one. Yeah, I think we but we, I think we were quite neutral on that. We were just like, it's a big, dumb dinosaur movie. Like, it's not, as, yeah. it's not legendary like the original but yeah. it does the job, and I think Have as well, we it's it? different watching it in a cinema than it is watching it in your house. Well, that, that's the other thing as well, I think, obviously. And t- time will make you think certain things about films that, you know, like, you know, you could look at Hellboy as an example. We absolutely panned it. We're like, this is the worst film ever. And how often do I say lately, I really want to rewatch that film? What's, um, the guy, what's David Harbour is the guy who played yeah. He's come out saying, um, I, I was very very annoyed at him saying it. He went, Hellboy never stood a chance because no one wanted it because everyone was so obsessed with Guillermo del Toro's and Ron Perlman. They wouldn't even give us a chance. That's why it bombed. It's like, no, everyone was fucking hyped for this film. Everyone wanted a new Hellboy. Everyone thought he could do it and thought he was a good casting. The movie was just shit. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong, like, He's got a point to a certain extent. Has he? Who, who do, you, do you remember anyone only, saying only that? To the, to, only to the point of, like, you look at, like, the girl Ghostbusters. Right? As soon as it got announced there was a girl Ghostbusters, the, the, the sort of people who always were fondly remembered the 80s Ghostbusters came out and said, I'm not watching it. Chris, Chris didn't go and watch it for that reason. So he oh, he didn't, did he? Extent, he, he? I'm pretty sure he said that, didn't no, he? No, yeah, I think, I think you might be right. I think so you, you might be right that, on that. In that sort of look, I can see what he's saying, but his his kicker, right, that he hasn't got a leg to stand on, is because I'm not in in the way of like going. I'm so attached to the old Hellboy, I wouldn't watch it. We went and watched it. My big thing with the build up to Hellboy was I actually hated the the look of Hellboy. Yeah, it was it was and it was I just dank and drab. There was like images of it. I was like, oh, I don't like the look of it. Now that's nothing to do with the fact that I really enjoyed the first one. I just thought they'd made a fucking hash of it the second time round. And likewise, if this was a really good film, people would overlook the fact that they adored the first one. Yeah. But it wasn't a good film. It was so bad, it's actually funny. Like, I'm so hyped for this, for the new Ghostbusters film. Even because it's, it's even though in my head I, I totally adore the first two, I I I can't. They won't yeah. be better than the first two. I, I I kind of almost know that, but I'm 
I'm leaving aside a large part of my brain to expect I'd like it more than the first two. Because I think it, it the, the concept is capable. And if I love that, that what's the word? What's, I if I love that, not product, what is it? The If I love that, not franchise, isn't what the word is I'm trying to say. But if I like that thing so much, like you love Jurassic Park. Like, yeah. when a new Jurassic Park comes out, you're all in, baby. And you're not going oh, in there yeah. thinking, but you're not going in thinking this will be better than the original because the original is so yeah. good. But there is a part of you going, but I like this so much. I want it to be, I'm, I'll, I'll give it the chance. I'll, I'll, I won't say, I won't never say never, as it were. Well, the, the, when they brought Jurassic Park back, I was, I was scared because, like, obviously, how bad the third one is compared to the first two. Now, I will watch Jurassic Park 3, but it is a massive level down to the, to I think, certainly the first one. And I know it's maybe like a disputed point that The Lost World was, was any good, but I actually really like Lost I World. have a continuous argument with a lad called Danny, who might listen to this podcast, I don't know, he sometimes does, um, where he thinks Jurassic Park 3 is better than Jurassic, uh, Lost World. I'm going to be saying that thing uh, to you about Louis Theroux and not respecting people's opinions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really sorry, Danny, but the Velociraptors can talk to each other by whistling through it. <laughs> you know, like, Alan Grant is literally saying hello through it. Like, what, basically, the skull is just at the talk nerdy cock at that point. Uh, yeah, yeah. Or, I mean, I don't know what's the bigger, what's the bigger, like, alarm bells when... The Velociraptor on the plane says Alan. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> or, to be fair, that is my level of madness usually, but yeah, well, it was awarded. <laughs> and, and, or when they can hear the phone ring, even though it's well over 400 yards away, deep in the belly of a giant dinosaur. Like, how, how piercing is that ringtone? It gets through all those levels. Like in in a way though, I can't hear my phone if it's in my pocket. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get I get the point. I'm willing to overlook shit like that because I actually thought that was that was alright that bit myself. Like that to me is like the same as expecting like the Raptors to have freaking laser beams on the head. <laughs> freaking laser beams. Moment, so I'm willing to overlook how stupid it is. I mean, and then who who, is, who says another unpopular opinion? It was yeah, it was Pete the drummer. So my drummer Pete said, "Back to the Future Two is the worst out of them." And, I, and again, you can't. I, I, just don't, I don't think you could argue that the third one is the weaker of the trilogy. I'm yeah. with, I'm with you. I think they're all equally good. They're all tens for me. I don't have a weak one. It's like Fun no, Boy with Iron Maiden albums. Hang on. <laughs> that's not that's not what I said that's what, what I'm saying was, I think the third is easily the weakest of the Back to the Future trilogy you're the weakest of the Back to the Future trilogy <laughs> well I mean don't get me wrong I really enjoy it it's, it's it's a good third film but I just think Back to the Future 1 and 2 are miles better than the third one Nah. It's like, and I usually, you know how much I like westerns, so that should have played right into my hands. The yeah, fact that there was with a western theme, but I, I think it's weaker than than the first two. But what? that's not, you know, this is weaker in the sense that that's not a bad film, 
this is how Return of the Jedi is the weaker of the original trilogies. But you're you're putting that up against like the best films in the world. So yeah. For it to be weaker, you know, this it, it's still an eight out of ten. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's not a weak film. It's I, just that compared to ten out of ten, it it feels weaker. i I'm sorry for me in Return of the Jedi. The Ewoks are the alarm bells. The Ewoks are the talking dinosaur on the plane. I love Ewoks. I think I think Ewoks should make a comeback. Fuck no! Like, I never want to I see they, them again. I think if anyone's to get their own film in the future, it should be the Ewoks. Did they, in fact did they sneak an Ewok into Rise of Skywalker? Yeah, there was there was Ewoks. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, there you go. That's why that's tainted slightly for me. <laughs> um, what well, I mean, God, we've. It's been 16 minutes and we've digressed down one hell of a tunnel. What have you been watching since like lockdown, well, since we last spoke properly? I can't remember whether it was on the last podcast or just in general conversation. But you mentioned uh, WWE were uh, doing their app for it. Yeah, I still haven't even I still haven't I turned have that on yet. Gone, I've gone mad. I've absolutely lost it. I'm, I'm just in a trance of old wrestling at the moment. So... Obviously, I opened the app and I was like, oh, you know, what's this going to be like? And then I just got bowled over by the fact that everything was on there. Like, loads, like, you know, you can go back to every single episode of Raw. You can watch every episode of SmackDown. You can watch every pay-per-view there's ever been. You can watch even stuff like old 70s wrestling they've got videos of. Yeah, dude. It's just, it's like a wrestling archive because obviously it comes accompanying with WCW, ECW, you know. It's oh yeah, because they own them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they own them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's literally a chronicle of every single match that you could ever want to watch. But obviously, I decided I was like, right, okay, I'm genuinely interested in like, you know, when wrestlers like were someone else before they got famous. Mm. I love watching that. I don't know why it is. It's like. The same. I remember going through this phase where I was trying to find like bands' first gigs, and there was like one of Rage Against the Machine. Oh yeah, and like, they're playing that little gig in Mexico, and they play yeah, Killing in the Name yeah. of, but it doesn't have and lyrics. Bomb track and people are just walking past them, and you're like, oh my god, like what on earth? Imagine being the person who sees yourself on a video walking past Rage. Yeah. Before they broke. And it's a similar sort of thing. I started revisiting all these like documentaries of like, oh, there's all sorts on it, mate. So I, I, I've watched a lot of that. I'll be honest. Um, so general programs. Well, no. So have you? I want to stay on wrestling. No, can we just stay on wrestling just a little bit longer? Because okay. I, I am going to go down this rabbit hole. I think maybe even tonight because, like, Eve's doing these mad shifts at the moment. Um, but where did you start? I was tempted to start well, at Royal Rumble, the yeah. uh, with the one which had the massive table lads and chairs match between the Hardy Boys and the Dudley Boys. And oh, I've gone way further back. Oh, where have you started? I I went back to what I was gonna do, and I got it slightly wrong because I was gonna start at the first episode of Raw. Oh yeah, and basically start from there and just watch them. Now here's a confession that people will find unpopular. The weird thing about me is I love pro wrestling as a drama. Do you know what I hate about pro wrestling? Is it the wrestling? It is the wrestling, (laughs) 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 
is a pretty integral part. If I could watch all of the Raws, here's where I'm, I'm buzzing off this at the moment. If I could watch all of the Raws, but kind of skip past all the wrestling, I'm in heaven. And guess what you can do? Why? How, what? Just by fast forwarding? Get through it all, and there's no advert. So I am literally watching an hour-long episode of Raw in about twenty minutes. What? So and then just waiting to get a pay-per-view to see the fine, the, the the actual collisions. Yeah. So, like, literally, like I, I started in. It was being sort of. I got it wrong because the way the app works is slightly weird. So if you pick on 1993, it starts with the latest episode, not the first episode. And I got that wrong. So I started in the last episode, 93. And then the Royal Rumble of 94 was the next thing, essentially, to watch. So what I'm doing is I'm watching all the pay-per-views because then it gives you all the catch-up of what the the rows are about anyway. Mm. (laughs) And then I'm skipping through rows. Just checking, nothing's going on. I think, like, oh no, I couldn't do that. I have to. I'll no, have to I'm watch it. Royal Rumble '95. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a hell of a year. Did I tell it's you? The World Wrestling Federation. Did, did I t- tell you about when I went to watch WWE in uh, in Manchester last? I think it was last year. At uh, this time last year, um, I just won. Full show, like a Raw. Yeah, uh, it wasn't a Raw. It was a whatever they call them. I don't know what they call them now, but it wasn't a Raw. Um, raw and SmackDown. Yeah, it wasn't any of them. That's what I mean. They uh, came, came over. I, it was, I won tickets to it. I took PK who. Shout out to PK, he's the biggest wrestling fan. He told me about that channel to begin with ages ago. Um, but when we when we got there, there's no commentary. So there's not... Yeah. yeah. So one that thing I remember liking... Because this is why I don't get why how you're skipping matches, because I actually really enjoy listening to Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler. Like, well, have it out and be like, what are you talking about, Jerry? You can't be saying that. He's, he's a bad man. He goes, he's misunderstood. He's a misunderstood guy. And <laughs> I liked that. I always thought the banter was dead good. But I was watching this match going, this is awful without commentary. I don't get how people yeah. watch it. But thankfully, PK gave his own because he was telling me, oh, this person doesn't like that person because of this. And this person started wrestling about this time. And it really helped. But... I can't yeah. imagine. Yeah, I think it's very weird to go watch professional no, wrestling. Say that actually, and I think I went into it with the right intentions of watching every minute of Raw. Right, but Raw was very different to what I remember it. Now, I I was sort of like very much attitude era. So what I'm watching at the moment, I've never seen before. Yeah, and like the setup of the program is so different to attitude era Raw. It's very much old school. So Vince McMahon is a is a baby faced commentator. Oh so really? He, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh wow! So he's he's the good guy. He's always on the good guy's side as a ring announcer in the ones I'm currently watching. And Jim Ross isn't there. Jerry Lawler has featured as a co commentator, but he's still wrestling. What is he? Oh, yeah, he's just the, the one. I one of the ones I've just watched was him and Rousey Roddy Piper. King of the Ring or something. That's so, so weird. It's weird. So it's it's not. I get what you're saying, and what I wanted to do was essentially get up to the Attitude Era, 
and then go right i'm watching everything because i get yeah i'm I'm with you now on that i am with you on that i'm sort of skipping because i never really knew anything about the era when bret hart was there or anything like you know i've not seen kevin nash's diesel or anything and it's all this type of stuff i'm just sort of going through and thinking do you know what it's so weird because even when I was watching pro wrestling and obviously even to the point of Shawn Michaels was like he just retired I think by the time I got into it so I never really seen him other than when he came back and made appearances so I'm watching him rise almost at the moment That's which so is just weird. Crazy. I mean who's who's like the main wrestlers who are featuring like so if, for me like if so you were to Bret say Bret Hart is easily the main one right uh, Owen Hart obviously um, there's Kevin Nash, Diesel. I think we're at the time when Randy Macho Man Savage, he's just left to go to D- WCW. How, again, I don't remember Kevin Nash being ever in, uh, being anyone other than Kevin Nash. I don't remember him being yeah, Diesel. Yeah, Diesel, Big Daddy Cool. No, I don't um, remember that at all. This, this is what I was saying. Like The evolution of wrestlers is so interesting to me. Like The documentaries on WWE are amazing. So, like, I watched The Rock one, and I've watched The Stone Cold one, and i watched The Triple H one. And, you know, seeing how they came into the industry and what other characters they were before they basically became the Attitude Era superstars they were. Right, can you settle something for me now, then? If you've yeah. watched these documentaries, my mum always said, and this was before internet, so whenever she would yeah. walk in the room and say it, I couldn't look it up. But she swears down that Stone Cold used to be called the Million Dollar Man. No, that's Ted DiBiase. Right, so there was a wrestler called the Million Dollar Man. The, well, here's, here's the thing. Steve Austin is the Million Dollar Man, but that's a separate entity. That's a TV show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember there was a, you know, we can so rebuild him. We have the technology. Originally, originally, when Steve Austin became, he went to, well, I can't remember the name of the sort of like, Stampede Wrestling or whatever it was before we went to WCW it, it basically was he turned up and said what's your name kid uh, I'm Steve Austin well you can't be Steve Austin because there's the million dollar man hey, sorry it couldn't be his name or something he didn't want that name or something yeah because it's also really confusing like there's a Steve yeah. Austin TV show and a Steve Austin yeah, I could see that brand awareness. But he did have different characters to like what you'd expect. So like, he was called the Ringmaster for a short time um, when he first came into WWE, and he didn't speak at all. He was like sort of like this like he was supposed to be like this stealthy assassin type character. Well, I don't remember Goldberg and, speaking. You know, Goldberg, he, he, he never spoke. I feel like he literally just always just screamed and ran and speared people. Yeah. He, didn't, he didn't speak. So, yeah, I can see that. Do you know what the odd thing is? Right? I, I, the other one I watched that sleep was Mankind, and that is brilliant. Because, obviously, like, the depth of character. I mean, he's got three characters that are well-known. Yeah. But he's... also, like, seeing, like, brutality he put himself through from so early like obviously the key moment being you know the hell in a cell with the undertaker yeah you should see half the shit he did before he even got to that point you know oh. stuff he did in japan is brutal yeah it was, it was like barbed wire on in as ropes instead yeah um i think like, apparently he got told even before the hell in a cell when he threw himself off it 
well, Undertaker through him, but you know what I mean. Like, he was already being told, you're fucked, mate. Like, you're not going to wrestle much longer. And he was still prepared to, to go that far. And not only that, but then, like, the documentary then, you, you think, oh, well, that's going to be the crescendo. He's being told now, you know, that's probably it. But he went on for years and years doing <laughs> shit. And you think, you're fucking hell. That one is brilliant. So if you do watch any of them one, that one in particular, well, the odd thing that I found was there's no Undertaker one on there, but there is an Undertaker one that was WWE. How weird is that? What do you mean? There's a, a WWE made history of The Undertaker called Tombstone. Right. That was the one I was trying to find to, to watch next, essentially. Because, again, you think someone who's been in it for that long, every single wrestler, I'm not being funny, other than The Undertaker, has got their documentary on that app. But Undertaker's isn't there. Well, that's weird. Isn't it? Like, Ed, I'm, I'm talking like. Even Rey Mysterio's got one on there. Randy Orton's got one on there. Edge's got one on there. But not to, it's not got that one. How weird is that? Eve's favourite wrestler was Undertaker. Like, he was... Oh, so, so was Vicky's when we were speaking about it the other day. I wonder whether... It, I didn't realise Undertaker was this chick magnet. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> and do you know what? I've just watched a really weird match as well. And I know we're talking about a lot of wrestling. It's like a wrestling podcast at this point. But... <laughs> There was a match I've just watched, and it was Undertaker versus Undertaker. There was a whole story where uh, Undertaker got put in a casket by Yokozuna, and sort of there's this whole bit where like he gets beat and he's put in the casket, and then he rises to the sky and goes off somewhere. It's bizarre, <laughs> and then he's like disappears for a bit, right? And then Ted DiBiase, Million Dollar Man, we just spoke about him. That's weird. Uh, he comes back and says, "I've got the Undertaker. I'm paying him." And it's so, it's a, it's a different Undertaker though, but just looks exactly like Undertaker. And they meet, and then obviously the real Undertaker beats him. How weird is that? <laughs> so it was billed as Undertaker versus Undertaker main headline match. What year was that? So that must be '94 because I've only just gone into '95. That's insane! I didn't know. That's insane. This is what I mean. I'm finding it so interesting. And the other interesting thing of it is like people keep coming up. Like Jeff Jarrett is in it. Looks nothing like Jeff Jarrett you would remember. He's like this long-haired, bleached blonde, like wearing what you would expect Shawn Michaels to wear. I think I remember Jeff Jarrett like that. No, I do. he's called called Double J. He's not called Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, no, I remember that one. And it's all stuff like that that I find quite interesting. Like Rikishi Fartu of Too Cool Connection. He's in it as the Head Shrinkers, a tag team. The Head Shrinkers? Yeah. What does he do? Well, he, he pretty much the only things he's done of note is being this tag team called the Head Shrinkers. Um, he's called Fatu, singularly. But other than sort of really small little matches, he's won tag titles. But but yeah, it's just weird. I love stuff like that, mate. It's like Bill, uh, Billy Gunn is in it, but just as Billy Gunn, not Mr. Art. And the Road Dog is in it just, he's just come into it as the roadie to Jeff Jarrett. How, what the? <laughs> it's so, so weird. weird. I love it, 
All right. So, like, I... Obviously, I'm sort of retracing wrestling history before I get to that Attitude Era. That's what I wanted. To I do. I feel this is the kind of like elation and excitement that Lucas wanted from people seeing the prequels. Because that's what you're kind <laughs> yeah. of, you're kind of getting that kind of thing going. Who's the young person just shows up? My name's the Rudy, and you're like, oh shit, I know what <laughs> happens with him. Literally, because I, I like, I'm sort of like, obviously, it's really easy to watch as well. Like, you know, what I was saying, like, I'm finding it hard to watch films sometimes when I've got the baby, mm. because like, obviously, I have to concentrate on a film. I can't just like go twenty minutes in and out of it. But obviously, when I've got the baby and I'm doing sort of stuff with it, I can just have that on in the background and then just keep looking up. Because I can hear it then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As well. So, like, every now and then I look up and I think, fucking hell, what's the Godfather? <laughs> but he's called, like, Sanu or something. Oh, yeah, no, wasn't the Godfather, like, a voodoo man? I, I, I'm being honest, his character is so bland when he's just come... He's literally just come into... Uh, it. He'll become, wow. before he's a godfather, I'm sure he's some kind of, like, becomes some kind of voodoo-based well, wrestler, and then he does become godfather. godfather. He's, he's in Nation of Domination. Because um, I know, obviously... Oh, actually, I know we're going to go slightly off on a tangent, but probably good, because we talked about WWE after about 20 minutes. <laughs> but um, do you remember uh, Chris Benoit? Yeah, well, yeah, I watched that documentary. Oh, you've watched it? Yes. Oh, good. Because, like, I've, I've watched all of the Dark Side of the Rings now. Uh, I did not realise, like, obviously I saw someone mention the fact that there was a Chris Benoit sort of documentary. had no idea that this Dark Side of the Ring TV show existed. I didn't and either. When you recommended that, boss. I need to watch them all. Oh, mate, it's so good. Some of the stories are just baffling. Like, they are crazy like there's a fella the second episode of the second season which Chris Benoit's the first episode um, is a guy called New Jack from ECW and he is fucking mental mate like literally mental he literally stabs someone in a ring what? And honestly he obviously gets away with it because he's in a ring what do you mean he gets away with it? He gets away with it I don't know what you mean, so what, he's never charged? Honestly, you've got to go back and watch all the others because there's a, there's another one from, like, I think it was, like, maybe, like, the 80s or the 70s or something. And, uh, God, what was his name now? I can't remember. But he, he goes to Puerto Rico to wrestle. And one of the Puerto Rican wrestlers stab him in the locker room and kill him. What, and that's his career? And... Honestly, this Puerto Rican wrestler, he just didn't like him because, like, uh, basically, like, I can't remember the name of the guy now when it's doing the editing, but he, he was going to Puerto Rico quite a lot to wrestle and made a massive name for himself, and he was about to buy into the company, basically, and this Puerto Rican fella hated him for it, so stabbed him in the locker room and murders him. Like, and this Puerto Rican wrestler, all the Puerto Rican wrestlers and, and the company, then rally round this Puerto Rican wrestler and cover it up as like some disagreement and self-defense, and he gets away with it. And he's in the Puerto Rican Hall of Fame. This fella. <laughs> it is bizarre. You've got to go and watch all these. All right, They're no, will. So so interesting. Okay, no, a defo will because I like I did see them all. And I danced with the idea of it, but then I was like, no, I've got... Like, we've just finished... This is a good tangent to go down, because I know you've finished it. Um, yeah. Lock and Key. Oh, 
Yeah, actually, I didn't think I was going to like it. I I actually thought it was quite, like, sort of harmless fun. It was, but I had a moment which was a uh, a phone in the dinosaurs, uh, a phone in the dinosaurs belly moment, <laughs> which was okay. that um, the <sighs> right. We're going to go into spoilers. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. if anyone, anyone's listening, we're going to spoil lock and key. Right, but I was totally on board. I had no issue with it whatsoever. I thought it was dead enthralling until the the Dodge woman stabs that that guy. Yeah. And then he, you know, he actually he walks out the door and his ghost leaves and his body dies and then there's, he's died. He's died. That's it. End of. He's dead. Right. And his ghost yeah. flies off. And like I was expecting, I, I reckon that ghost will come back at another point because. He's not. He's not dead. He's a ghost or whatever. But immediately, the next episode is the next morning. The family are in the house. The like going, wow, what a crazy night. I'm like, yeah, it's a crazy night. Someone was stabbed and killed in your house. Why are you still in the house? Why is there no? Why have you not all been taken in? Why is it not a crime scene? What? Why is no one ever arrested for it? Because. What what do they say? Well, we found this person who has been stabbed. Well, it was a it was a crazy lady. You say that, but we pulled up and there's no one around, and you're the only people in here, and you have motive. This person broke in and threatened your family, but did you kill them with a knife? This it's I never brought assumed, up. I just assumed the police because he had killed the husband. Just assumed that he was killed in self defense. But it's not even like I'm pretty sure they're mopping up the blood. I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying, but I didn't even register it. And and when then I was watching it. So that I was already like, that's when I was like, mm, okay, okay, little issue, but I'll 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 just go with it. And then it was at the very the very last episode when she goes, when they when they find her on the floor, which you know turns out not to be her, but they find her on the floor. Well, what should we do? And I think one of the kids comes up with a good idea. Like, let's go and go, let's go back to the house, get the thing, and then we can control her or do whatever. And then the girl says, "No, let's take her to the door and throw her in, back from when she came." But the whole thing—they know she wants the key to the door. She wants to go there. Why would you take her there? Why would you risk that? She wants yeah. to go to the door with that key so you're going to take her with you I just thought it was so and then when she got got thrown in I immediately then went something's off here because she's acting like she doesn't want to go in but the whole thing seems like she wants that door it was just I just thought people at the end there was some character choices that just were not remotely realistic ah yeah, I mean, I don't know. I sort of overlooked its faults just because it was sort of like... It was really good up until then as well. The only thing I would say about it, and this was, I think, something I said in one of my podcasts was, I don't think it's got much longevity. I think it'll get tiresome very fast. Like, <sighs> they might just get away with a second season, but then is it just going to be one of these things that keeps coming back? Because I don't think it could... Well, it has been renewed for a second season. Oh, yeah. 
and you can blatantly tell that one of them bolts has fired out the door into either the girl or the lad. Can't remember which one it was. It was the girl? Was it the girl? Yeah. What do you mean you can blatantly tell? They show it happen. Yeah, but you know what my memory's like. Oh, right, fair enough. (laughs) I knew it had gone into one of them. I just couldn't remember which one. But I'm... Well, no... And they team up. Yeah, yeah, no, so in the end, that lad, turns out that lad is um, Dodge using the face key to change her face. But I knew from the minute that person walked on, like, the way they were acting, I kept saying to me, if there's something about that kid I don't like, though, is the the conversation, the dialogue he's having is, like, really, like, unsettling, like, how he's quick to accept magic and quick to be a bad influence as well, but I, I didn't mind that. It was like, oh, that was a good twist. That wasn't like me going, that wasn't a criticism, by the way. I liked that, but I know what you mean. I feel like we still don't know, we still don't know a few things. Like, what I mean, what, what the hell was the whole point in showing us the guy in the graveyard? That's never touched. Yeah, I thought that was a bit throwaway. I mean, I don't know whether they were just trying to get to the point of the fact that whether they threw it in to sort of elite, uh, highlight the point that the dad blatantly was using the keys. So that's the only connection to it, really, is the fact that he goes in, flies around and says, oh, my dad was here too. That's pretty much the only setup to that. In this season, anyway. Yeah. So it is weird. Obviously, you know, it's one season. They were blatantly going to make second season so maybe they are leaving some stuff sort of open yeah I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. Ever, it, it, I am right in thinking it's from a comic right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I mean so obviously I, are, are the comics sort of revered have you ever read them no I've got no idea I'm, I, I couldn't I know that Field Mouse was really excited when it was announced like and yeah. he was like it's a good comic so I don't know how long it, it ran for if it's still running um yeah I, I don't think it can last too long. I think it, it's maybe got one more season in it, but I just don't see where it can go. No, and that, that it's sort of one of those things where I think, I just hope they don't just keep spinning them out. Because I just, I, there's so many programmes like that now. And that, that to be fair, I get scared with Stranger Things every time there's a new Stranger Things season because I think, oh, is this going to be it? Is this going to be the one where I go, oh, they've gone too far now? <laughs> so, with something like this where it's already I don't get me wrong I enjoyed it but it's not a Stranger Things level so if it's going to keep dipping off slightly then it's going to get tiresome pretty quick no no do you what? know what hasn't got tiresome really quick what uh, do you like Lego JB what to play with to to no yeah generally do you like Lego well maybe not since I was like 12 did you know, right, there's a programme, sort of like a reality TV show, where people are a contestant in a Lego building competition. <sighs> it is the best show I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> what is it with you and finding really weird, trashy reality? Hey, so, I didn't realise this, but it started, well, I don't know whether it started in the UK to be fair but there were two seasons from the UK now I'd never seen it I was like what the fuck's this but I saw Will Arnett talking about 
being the host of this Lego Master. Oh, I do. No, I do know this because yeah, we're, now you've said Will Arnett, yeah. So he is in charge of Lego Masters USA. First season is literally going on as we speak, right? Right. And it is like the British one is a little bit more mild mannered, is what I would say. So stereotypically British. Yeah. Like, now stereotype an American show. What is it? It's like bigger with guns and fireworks and cheeseburgers. Exactly, Mundo JV. So that makes Lego Masters <laughs> USA brilliant. <laughs> it is absolutely fantastic. So. If you do want to watch a little bit of trash, find Lego Masters USA because it is fucking brilliant. I don't know where you'll, I don't know where you'll find it, JB. Well, I can have a look. I've got nods, nods, wink, wink. Yeah, <laughs> I've got, got means. British television. Got got means if and ways. you do happen to stumble across it somewhere, well worth a watch. All right, well that's it. That's definitely going on the list. You're thickening up my list here because at the mo- <laughs> at the moment I felt like all TV was going to end for me once I hit. Um, April 9th, we've read the Red Dwarf TV movie. That's what they've announced that today. So it's next Thursday on Dave. Right, I'll have to get on with the uh, old Red Dwarf because everything's been shoved to the side. To, I mean, to make way for the wrestling. <laughs> if it makes you, if it makes things any easier, right? I've, like I said, I've been going through the newest seasons to see if there's anything like to lead up to this. Like, is there any continuous or major plot yeah. changes? And in all honesty, you could watch from season 12 if you really yeah. wanted to. This newest season, you could just watch because nothing changes. They are just, they they still have Red Dwarf. They've got Starbug uh, and there's just the four of them. There's no, there's no version of a Holly and that's all it's been and nothing's changed. No one's gained an ability. No one's lost an, uh, like a limb or there's no, it, it, so you could... I put on the first episode of season 12 today and turned to Eve and just went, you could probably just start watching it from here. And for all I know, I'm going to watch these six. There's only six episodes a season. I could watch these next six and nothing happens and the TV movie could just be its own thing. Yeah. All right, well, that's, uh, I'm, I'm definitely going to watch it, but, yeah, it's like, I, I was at, at one point I was sort of thinking, oh, I'll just watch it from the beginning. Therefore... <laughs> That's a long way to go, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It is. Though we've been, like I said, we touched on this last time. Yeah, we've. I'm, I think I'm up to season five now as well. Whilst dipping into the classics, it yeah. is good. I can't really think if there's. It's been dead. Oh, I don't know if I've been watching really watching too much. Other than, I, I, to be fair, like other than the wrestling, I've not watched that much. Be fair, on Dark Side of the Ring, obviously, which sort of counts as wrestling. Um, but. Obviously, you know I've been doing my books. Oh yes, I read Frankenstein this week. You have read it? No, no. Why are you reading these? Like, I just <laughs> again, you've just you just go straight to a hundred. Don't read a book in goodness knows how many years. Like maybe since school, and then you've just decided to do what was it? Pride and Prejudice. Yeah, yeah, yeah I did do Pride and Prejudice. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, like I've done quite a few actually. Uh, I, I don't know when I started doing it, but I pr- pretty much went. I don't read much. That's, uh, like, I, not that like I can't read. It's just that I don't tend to read. I've always been one of those people who I'd rather watch it. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's easier. And I never really found the time to like sit there and read. But again, I think probably since the baby's come along, because I couldn't concentrate. You know, if I'm like trying to get her to go down for a nap, 
Yeah. I can't put on a film, so what I'm doing instead is I'm reading. Right. And it, it's it's quite good reading, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why people haven't tried it. <laughs> <laughs> so what have so you read? I read Frankenstein this week, and it's so bizarre to go to a book, right, that in my head, I see Frankenstein as that sort of like monster, you know, like green bolt coming out the side of its head. Yeah. Like, it's alive! That's not in the book. <laughs> Isn't it? There is not a moment in the book where he turns to Igor, his assistant, and he goes, it's alive! And there's like all bollocks and balls, right? It is really interesting, though, because... What actually happens is he becomes quite articulate and then basically hunts him and says, I want you to make me a partner. Oh, and wait, yeah, well, Bride of Frankenstein? Yeah, and, like, obviously he refuses Frankenstein and then this being that he's created goes on a rampage to basically tear him down because he wouldn't do his bidding. Which I never knew that was the actual story. I just assumed it was a story of a man who creates a monster. Yeah, I feel I feel like I did know the Bride of Frankenstein part, but I didn't know it was actually in the in the book. Yeah. How? Well, but he well, never actually creates the Bride in the book. No. So, but yeah, really interesting. But yeah. we actually, you know what? I just remembered something we did begin watching. It's called the English Game, and it's ah yes, I have watched it. Ah, football. Ra- yeah. English football. Uh, uh, the best bit of it was when Everton got mentioned. I nearly cheered. <laughs> well, I've only watched. We only watched the first episode, and as we were watching, Eve, being the historian, was mm-hmm. like, I saw her do like a dubious goal committee look face, like yeah. something's awry. And I was like, You're right. And she just went, There's something. I'm sure there's something not accurate here. And I went, Why do you know the story? And she went, No, but there's just a, you know alarm bells. A, there might as well be a, a raptor on a plane. I was like, oh, okay, right. And then since we watched that first episode, she's gone and done a little bit of digging and about half the stuff in that episode just complete bollocks. Well, yeah, I mean, I I went into it, like, obviously I'm a big football fan and most sort of football dramatised things I actually would just probably watch because I'm interested in football. So, like, for example, as a, a side bit of tangent here, do you ever remember a uh, a program on Sky called Dream Team? Dream Team. And it was about a fictitious football club. It was basically a soap, but with a vaguely, team vaguely, but I'm, and they played in purple kits, and they were called Harchester United. Me, I watched that shit because I'm not into football. I think I do. <laughs> I never watched football as wide. I was about I to bring that up. Football as wide, not having any football in it. I was about to bring that up. Did you watch Footballers' Wives? No, never got into that. That was centred around wags too much for me. It didn't <laughs> actually have football in it, so that got cast right off. But anyway, I digress. English game, it, it's its literally probably filled with an accuracy. I think the, the, the sort of general points are there, I think. It was sort of like a social change you know it was originally sort of a uh, an upper class man's gentleman's game mm. and then obviously the working class suddenly sprung and said actually we're going to take over the sport that is, that is sort of correct but yeah they are dramatising the high hell out of it 
I think it was like, yeah, it wasn't. I don't think it was so much it was as dramatized. I think Eve did just notice like that can't be historically correct, like what it's claiming, yeah. and it, it stuff like that. Now, now I know that it's probably full of inaccuracies. It's kind of took a little bit of the wind out my sails about watching it, but I mean, it is good. I mean, it was it was entertaining. It's not a documentary, so it's going to be taking a certain amount of liberty. Um. I'm trying to. I've just started watching, like, because they're all on um, UK TV play. I've just been watching, began watching Taskmaster. Oh, I love Taskmaster. Do you remember when I said to you we were going to play Taskmaster? Yes. We still haven't done it. Yes. <laughs> but we should well do that. It's so well, good. it's funny you say that because I have been playing it this week. I actually played one for Vicky's birthdays. I did a Taskmaster game. Yeah, though, that's what on, I mean. On her birthday. I woke up to one of my mates. He set up like a little... It was just a, a 15 to 20 second video. And it was just him on a couch with the Taskmaster music. And it was it went, <laughs> Hello, Taskers. Are you ready for your first challenge? And then he does like a dramatic turn. And he's got to set up a double camera. So another camera is on him. And it's like a close-up of his face. And he's just like, For this challenge... You must draw a celebrity on your knee, <laughs> and then he was like, "And I, I, he was like, tell us you got film it, and then you send them all in, and then I've got, the, I'll send the video to you afterwards." There was a load of us who did it, so but I, I've, I've done my own Taskmaster. It was quite fun, actually. If, if there's anything to have come out of this whole shit situation of being in all the time, it is sort of the creativity of it. Like obviously, you know. Well done for your quiz, by the way. Oh, God, yeah, have we not mentioned that? doing a quiz. And as much as I joked all the way through it, it was was good. It was entertaining, so well done. Uh, I definitely won. I got 75 out of 75. (laughs) Um, But, you know, it is stuff like that that sort of... It's it's so good to see. Like, you know, we sort of skimmed around it last time on the podcast about, you know, there's bad side to it, clearly. But... That sort of thing where, you know, like, you know, we're, we're in a group at the moment because, and, you know, American viewers might not be aware of this, but there is something called the Eurovision Song Contest, which is awful. It is just bad pop. Oh, um, yeah. You know, you'll get, like, some Croatian minor pop star tr- trashing a song and then, you know, they get, you know, 5,000 points for it. But the UK come with a fairly decent pop song usually, but get zero because everyone hates it. It's yeah. awful. Although but I don't know, you know, I feel like the past year. the past two years we've been genuinely awful. That's true. To be fair, I think we've given up. <laughs> we, we we know now that everyone hates us, and why we put an effort in. Well, Justin Hawkins, Justin Hawkins of the Darkness, uh, did did a massive um, what's the word? I don't know. I want to say like a smear campaign against the Euro- British Eurovision committee because he was like he came out and when it was like two years ago or three years ago when we sent like that pithy lad with an acoustic guitar to like sing yeah. oh, my hearts are in the fire and um he, he just came out and went I went in there with a brand new original song I had already come up with a routine to go with it you know, mm. so, um, mad dancers make it a whole, you know, stage show. As I can do that because I, he went check out any video of the Darkness Live and you can back it yeah. up. That were fun. When 
and they just said it wasn't what they were looking for. He said they do not want to win. They do not care. Or if they do, they I are scared to take a chance. Of the cost, sort of. I'll tell you, if you've ever, you obviously you've seen the Father Ted episodes where they do the Eurovision Song Contest. Yes. And the whole point of them getting chosen to perform for Ireland is that Ireland didn't want the cost of hosting the event. <laughs> oh, that's it. Yeah. I wonder whether there's something in that that the British Eurovision people have gone it just can't be arsed (laughs) give it to fucking Norway yeah we don't have to host it we don't have to deal with (laughs) in fact then you've got tons of Europeans coming over to Britain at a time when we're quite hostile towards each other politically (laughs) yeah Yeah, maybe who knows but anyway like obviously we're we're doing our own Eurovision essentially because it's cancelled and that, obviously, again, is something that you'd never have done that. No one would have ever done that if it wasn't for the fact that we're all locked in our houses. So, no. you know, I, I think it, it's, it's sort of... I'm not saying it's good. I'm not going to go that far. <laughs> I like the outside. I'm not a hermit. But, you know, there's some good coming out of it. Yeah, no, there is. This, I mean, I, I can't remember who I saw who put it, but I saw someone the other day put, I'm really struggling and having a creative block because of this... Uh, lockdown and I just can't wrap my head around that I feel more Mm. like creative than ever because I feel like I have to otherwise I will go insane so but I've got the time so it's not like I I don't know I just don't feel like I mean I'm already at my wits end a little bit because like this is this is a full circle by the way so when I went to shops before like I said that I've never come so, in fact, I have come once, so close to just booting off and swearing in public and like. And, right. Do you remember when we were watching Godzilla? Yeah. And do you remember, like, at one point, I went to stand up and shout because they took him off the screen for like, the fourth time before battle. I'm sure you or Dizzo had to put your hand on your shoulders and sit me back down and like, win a cinema. I was like, oh shit, yeah. <laughs> right. I was just getting so worked up. This I was like, went to the, the shops, and. It already I'm getting annoyed because as I walked in, there's people there, so I'm keeping me two metres back because that's what you're meant to do, boys and girls, two metres back. And as I'm waiting there, I hear behind me a trundling of a trolley and I just see the trolley pull up next to me and I look and this woman has chosen to stand directly next to me but what made it even more annoying was she had dentist latex gloves on, a massive thing wrapped around her face, sunglasses. So she's aware of the situation. She, but, but she, she's trying to do it, but she can't. She doesn't get social distancing. She's like, oh, I know. If I just wear this gear, I'm fine. No, get the fuck away from me. So I was like, right, okay. And walked on. And everywhere I walked, people were just walking in, like, towards me or... And, and where I nearly lost it was this woman was in front of, like, in case anyone listening doesn't know, I'm a really fussy eater. I only really eat meat. I'm like the opposite of vegetarian. It's a whole thing, but I only really eat meat. So in this, in the shop I went to, it's all on this one section. It's not even a full aisle. It's just a section. She stood in front of that section on the phone. And I was like, right, I'll just wait because she's clearly like asking Doris, you know, what does you want me to pick up again? They've got this and this and that out of that. No, she's having a chin wagon, is she? 
Oh, so then I said that he should go away. And I was like, you know what? I don't care, all right? I don't care. So he's doing that. I went, okay, I'll come back. I'll, I'll just return to this aisle. I returned four times, and she was always there, just leaning on the shelf, wittering away. And it was about the fourth time I nearly just shouted, will you fuck off? I just... I, just... I think we found your nemesis. Oh, mate. I just... And I just the felt this... Woman. Oh, I, I, I just haven't been that annoyed at people in so long. I came back and said to everyone, I, I'm, that was so frustrating. I hated it. The idea that, I mean, it's called practicing social distancing, but I, I feel like that's what everyone in this country needs to do. Practice it because no one's fucking good at it. No one knows how to do it. <laughs> oh. Obviously, um, as a bit of a side thing, right? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I've had time to look at the website recently. I always look at the website, JB, obviously. <laughs> but not in detail as I have uh, the other day, mate. Right. Do, do, you rem- do you remember writing bios? <laughs> you wrote the bios? Can I just read <laughs> the bio? It's on our website. Yeah, have you know, my mum and dad, my mum and dad love the bios. They think they're hilarious. I'm not, I'm, honestly, this is genius. So, for example, my one, right, Gaz Masters, a.k.a. The Night Heron. I don't know why that is there. <laughs> <laughs> the Night Heron. Um, now, obviously, there's a whole, like, you know, thing of, like, you know, what's your sort of guilty pleasures and your favourite words and what you want to be when you grow up or something. But the backstory is the most interesting part, right? Yeah. So I think at some point we need to make either a comic or a video and maybe get a backstory for... Uh, there was definitely one for Chris. Yeah, there was. I remember I... writing it. Um, but we should get one for Fieldmouse and Jay Leo as well and, com- and maybe Ryan Hoare and combine our universes... What, like DC versus Marvel? This is genius, right? Tell me this isn't genius. So this is the backstory. I like the way you keep saying it's genius. Before you, just before you read this, I want everyone listening to know, he's forgetting that he wrote these. You wrote these? Well, I am a genius, then. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, go on. Right, so it says, right, this is Gaz Masters' backstory, right? From the mean streets of Omega, I'm from Ormskirt, but Omega sounds better, doesn't it? Yeah. Gaz Masters was forced into a life of crime, constantly fending off adversaries in Ludo and chess. One day, after an accident with a bottle of gin, Gaz Masters was admitted to Omega Hospital. Complications arose in the surgery to his damaged pancreas, and somehow a lion pancreas had been implanted into his body. But rather than rejecting the new organ, Gaz gained the strength and courage of a lion. <laughs> At first, not knowing how to handle the powers, Gazmasters found himself playing small-time panto roles. But one night, he came across some fuggish youths troubling a small dog called Ralph. He saved the dog, who he also found out could talk. That sounds familiar, doesn't it? Yeah. You must be some sort of man-lion, he said. No, our hero thought before saying aloud, I am Lion Man! <laughs> 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 How ridiculous is that? It, honestly, it sounds like a Monty Python sketch. <laughs> I love the fact that I've got a talking dog called Ralph. I mean, if that isn't the precursor to Rory, I don't know what is. 
<laughs> is that Rory's wrestling evolution? Did he start off as... <laughs> yeah, it, it might be the early adaptation of Rory. <laughs> right, go on. What was my one? I, I think I remember so, parts of it. Your one. Let me mm. just flick through. This is, by the way, www.talknerdy.uk. It's a site that we have where there's blogs, there's podcasts, there's vlogs, there's reviews, there's all sorts of trailers. It's really good. But there is a section that is a, the bio section to let you know about me and Gaz. Uh, so, JB's backstory. JB was born a water gypsy to a loving family. However, because of his lifestyle, he grew up a loner. He would go on to study and learn to meditate from the great Maharishi Mahesh Yogi, who gave him the power of time travel. JB then went throughout history, spending his early teens in the 70s punk rock era, his late teens in the Caribbean waters of the 18th century, pirating with scoundrels and scallywags. He would spend his early 20s in the 80s, parting it up with the rest of the world, until one day, the laughter stopped. JB came back to his timeline and realised he'd gone too long. Anomalies in his timeline were showing. From that day, he promised to only use his ability to slip into other times for good and not for personal gain. Now he watches over time and space, saving his every day and taking no credit for it whatsoever. <laughs> but merely knowing what he has done to save it could unravel the very fabric of the space-time continuum. <laughs> you know what? I have a weird feeling that I had a hand in writing that because I don't I think, think you... So. I don't think you know the word anomaly. I would be able to go Maharishi Mahesh. Yeah, that's where I, I, I've at least been on the consulting team when we've done that together. Because <laughs> I, I can 100%. I'd love to find Chris's. Nah, Chris... but obviously, it must be like, if it's on the website now, it must be like a page that's hidden. I'd have to check whether it's hidden. Or, or gone. Or if I did gone. just delete it because. I seem to remember Chris's from what I remember was something to do with the fact that he'd been merged with his camera and he was like someone who could flash lights from his fucking hands or something. Was he not merged with a pizza? No, I'm sure it was the camera thing. I'm sure it was. Because I remember thinking, I am boss at writing <laughs> <laughs> So, basically, we need to create this program. Well, I don't know if you... Obviously, I did a trailer, didn't I? For, yeah, you did the audio trailer. I mean... What was it? The Reverend and the Mouse. Yeah, The so Reverend and the Mouse. I did like that. I haven't heard that yet. Check out the Master of Movies podcast. And I was going to do, like, sort of snippets of episodes for that. But do you know what? I'm thinking now, maybe to scrap that idea and do this instead. <laughs> I mean... If you had to do one, like, we all know, like, L- Leal would be, like, he's like the Mormon king. It's like the Tiger King, <laughs> the but with, king. with Mormons. So he owns he owns a plot of land with 200 Mormons on it, which, you know, follow him <laughs> around. Hench, yeah, do his Mormon. bidding. Um, instead of Carol fucking Baskin. Oh, no, that's what we'll have. So then Field Mouse is... Ironically, his husband, who I don't actually, I don't know how you would do this because I feel like Field Mouse is like fluid with like who he gets with. I don't know what the t- what the term is, but you know what I mean. Like it's polyamorous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the word. Thank you. Um, so I feel like oh maybe maybe that'd be it. So it's like him him and Field Mouse would be Carol Baskin because 
he'd say like I disagree with him and his Mormon ways and what he does, but not ironically seeing that he's author both polyamorous, the both because like Mormons have multiple partners as well. I think Fieldmass is really going to appreciate being Carol Baskin. <laughs> <laughs> and and then um and Ryan Horn. Oh, I know. And so this is. Oh, I'm really sorry about this, guys, but I can't remember. <laughs> No, there was so Biff Bambort was three people. It was Jay, Ryan, and who was the third dude? Because I think he was called the third dude. He was not called the third dude. <laughs> but the, and I, I, I feel bad for forgetting his name. But to be fair, he's not on any social media, and he only did those podcasts every so often. So he's kind of like I think he likes that that air of mystery. But he's he, he's like the scarecrow. Batman universe then isn't he just shows up every now and then yeah yeah, yeah exactly he's but, like a background character at this point but he would be Fieldmouse's first husband <laughs> right and then Fieldmouse has him off so he's gone and now has Ryan Horn in his place <laughs> I mean if we're going to come up with a name for Ryan Horn I mean there's got to be Horn in there hasn't there the... There's got to be some sort of Horn like quality as his superpower oh what if we gave them superhero names yeah. Well, then I feel like R- Ryan Horn should be like the the Crimson Horn. Crimson Horn. Okay. Oh, he's. I'm like trying to it. think. He's got. He's. We can mix it in with like his Jewish faith. So, like, what's a real like? What's what's like some Jewish stuff? Like, what's the name of those? Like, um, oh, what's the name of those? Is it a candelabra? Oh, I don't know. And it isn't the book the Torah. The Torah. There's a Torah, there's a Candelibra. No, there must be there must be some Dreidel! That's what he could be. He can be like the Crimson Dreidel. <laughs> oh no, you said you wanted horn in it, didn't you? Okay. It's gotta be a horn. Maybe it's a horn. The, the horn's the dreidel? The dreidel is also a horn. Oh, oh, oh I know. He's 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 the crimson horn, but he has a sidekick. You know, the dreidel. Like, if anyone has made it to the end of this podcast, <laughs> I'm, I'm literally hearing cogs turn right now. This is this is quarantine for you, mate. This is like, do you know there's no there's no comics anymore? Like what? People have burnt them. Well, they're not printing them, so they they were there was there was a debate whether they're going to keep releasing them because they do them both printed and digital. We live in an age where if you can buy comics digitally yeah. to read on your tablet instead. But they've decided to hold that back because they actually thought this might kill the comics industry dead if then people just went, well, I want to keep reading. So just went and read them online and then never went back to buying comics. There would be a percentile that would do it. So at this moment in time, no comics are being printed. I suppose it's only the same, though, of like films have stopped production and obviously a lot of TV programs have stopped production. So if anything, it'll just make people go and seek old yeah, yeah. It's like the world is on pause at the moment. Yeah, with the except, with the exception of like. It's like everyone have a breather. <laughs> well, does it? I think have I got news for you? Is airing tonight, um, but they're doing it completely in uh, isolation. I don't like this. Right, I've seen a few programs do this, and I hate it. Like Ant and Dec Saturday Night Takeaway was done with just them in their houses, right? But it was just like basically a highlight show. Yeah. And then another program that usually has an audience sort of and has guests was Sunday Brunch. 
again, same thing. The two hosts did like sort of clips from their owls, and then it was just a highlight show. And I get that. I, I, is it going to be similar? Because it, it just irritates me. It's like you can't have the same like. You're not going to be able to like. I I don't think a show like Have I Got News for You is going to work with people not in the same room. No, it, it's like without la- laughter. It was like that episode of Red Dwarf I told you last week. That one episode that's essentially series nine, where yeah. th- it was filmed on Earth. But like a few, to be fair, a few episodes of film on planets and stuff. But um, it didn't have any, a live audience, so there was no laugh track, as it were. Yeah. And it just made everything fall flat and seem dead odd, and the timing was yes. completely weird. I just don't see... I feel like it'll be more entertaining for the people taking part and Have I Got News For You than those watching it. Yeah, definitely. I don't know. I mean, it's one of those... I just think at the moment, I think it's probably... I get people are trying to muddle through a little bit, but I think in the cases of that sort of thing, like I have heard, obviously, Ellen stopped doing TV shows. Yeah. Obviously, usually has a live audience, but I did read something saying they were bringing that back. What, and with, you think, well, how is that going to work then? What, without the audience? Without an audience and potentially without guests. Un- you- unless, again just doing it so that she's recording it from her house and speaking to people who are in their house, which just doesn't work. I mean, this, not, is, this is... That's not a show. That's you watching someone's Skype call. Why don't we just treat it like Christmas and just show reruns? Well, that's what I think most things should do. Like, obviously, a lot of the programmes that have been cancelled over here, you were saying uh, a lot of the things, like, on, say, BBC, they're just replacing with, like, what's it called? Like, Sparks, was it, or something? What? It's like an old series. They, they were just going to put that on instead of the, the things that have been cancelled. Never heard of it. I, to be fair, I've never watched it. I just remember like seeing something come up saying, oh, it's back on the telly. All right. And <sighs> that's what they should be doing, really. Like, you know, realistically, instead of just forcing the issue, just give people an opportunity to watch something they might not have seen before. Yeah. And like... It makes so much more sense. Especially if you're now going to be fighting over you're you're up against the big guns like Netflix and Disney Plus now. Like, yeah, you need you need to have a USP. I think it's I still think it's bizarre that on BBC iPlayer, I get they've got a lot to update. I totally get that, and they've got to pick and choose. But what they pick to put on there sometimes is quite frankly just really odd. Like, um, what was you know what I lied to you, mm-hmm. which is essentially. I'm trying to think, what did that used to be called? Like, the old version of the show? I thought it was just called that. No, no, we would know it as what I lied to you, but it's just the same... Do you con- Call My Bluff? Yeah, it's essentially Call My Bluff. For anyone listening right, right. who might be from... Like, the Americans, I think, had Call My Bluff, you see. Um, but what what I never understood is, for every time there's a series of that out, I always miss the beginning. I always... yeah, it's, I don't watch TV live, so I miss advertisements. Don't know when stuff like that's coming up. Um, but as the series goes on, by the time they're on episode eight and you go into iPlayer, you can only watch Files back as episode five. They've already yeah, took them down. I do think it's weird that, like, like obviously, uh, Channel 4 is actually one of the only things where I think if it, uh, as long as it's been on Channel 4 and it's an exclusive to Channel 4, you can watch anything that's ever been on there, I think. It, yeah, there is, except there's an exception of two. So Because it's even got all, like, uh, actually... 
if you are going to go and watch Dark Side of the Ring, it is on four player because it's part of Vice. Right. So just as a side, oh, is it? Is it on four player? Um, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, bloody hell! All right. Um, um, so anyway, but BBC, why is there no classic programs on there? I don't I know. I want to watch old generation game. It's it like I get like I said there's a massive library, but as you said, like the WWE have like yeah, it's huge, a stupid library to go through. I'm not even like oh okay, you might not have the exact same like you're not gonna have everything the BBC has ever done. I get that, but at least have like classic episodes of stuff. Like as I say, something like the Generation Game or Noel's House Party, or people would watch that if it was on there. Yeah, I mean. What, what was the one that we just... So, yeah, the only things I know that aren't on Channel 4, because I've looked for them, is the Ricky Gervais show, but that's technically owned by, I think, HBO. Um, well, that's, that's the difference with 4, is the only things that you can't get on there are stuff that they've either signed over to someone else. Like, you know, I think in in time, wasn't The Simpsons on Channel 4 at one point? Obviously, they're not yeah. got The Simpsons on there because that's been signed over to Disney. Yeah, but here's a so, weird one. So there used to be a program called the Harry Hill Show. Yeah, I remember it. Yeah, remember that, right? That was a Channel Four production. Yeah. All made by Channel Four. They are not on there. You cannot find them anywhere. And I once wonder whether there's certain elements of, say, it might have been a Channel Four production, but maybe the legality of it is that Harry Hill has the ownership of it. I mean that could be yep, true. There was it was weird, right? So there was like a there was a, I think there was like a tribute to the Harry Hill show that Channel Four put on, and I think it was because the guy who played you know Bert Kwok, hey little hen, when yeah. when yeah he died, so I think that they did it in part like to say pay homage to him and just to show people what the show was about. But it included very little footage. Like, it was mere snippets and just talking to Harry and all the other people, the comedy, the actors. And it just yeah. showed little snippets. And I was incredibly, like, I was thinking, I'm seeing all this. And going, I haven't been able to watch this other than when I was 10 with me nan. And I've mm. looked everywhere on the internet. You cannot find the fucker. I think that's the, the weird thing in a, in a way that, like, you think everything is so accessible now that you would just be able to go, bah, I want to watch this, and find it somewhere. But there are, like, there's loads of holes of, of like, I, I, I was, uh, me and Vicky the other day were, were like, t- kind of going through that whole, like, oh, do you remember, like, 90s game shows and stuff? And uh, that's why, I, like, the first thing that spring, sprung into my head was the Generation game. Um, and I was trying to think of all these, like, other shows, and you can't find half of it anywhere. Yeah, like, like not even like to the extent of like there's not even clips of it, like, like anywhere. If you go, Challenge TV is a good channel because it does have some mad old TV shows on. It has um, was it called Strike It Lucky with Michael Barrymore? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He he, right, is incredibly funny on that show. Like he was like the biggest thing on British TV for for years. Before the whole thing happened. Before the incident. Before. <laughs> and we, all the Americans have suddenly gone, the incident? <laughs> no, we, we, we don't talk about the event. We do not <laughs> talk about the event. But he, I was amazed when I watched it back 
like because it like I said it's on Challenge TV and it was just on for whatever reason I think I flicked over and was like oh this will... and it was he was so funny like he yeah. he was well ahead of his time he was doing the kind of interviewing techniques and banter with people that like it took years for people to get that confident and be that cocky with people before then it was all like. Bruce Force, I've been, oh, you're right there, how are you? Oh, the kid's lovely. Well, they're, they're, those are nice shoes, ha <laughs> like that. But he's just kind of like, he finds a weakness in someone and just totally rips the piss out of them. Oh, yeah. And they just there's have been, to grin and bear it. I seem to think with, like, we watched an episode recently and I'm pretty sure, like, it's a 40-minute TV show and the game show aspect of it lasted all of 10 minutes. Yeah, and he half likes... an hour of it was him introducing the couples who were going to play the show, and he just absolutely takes them all apart. You are completely correct, sir. I do remember, like, by the time he's on the third couple, I was like, we've been on with these people for 15 freaking minutes. <laughs> when did we play the game? I think it was like he gets to, he was interviewing like a really like old woman who was like 90, you know, like in a motorized yeah. wheelchair, and she was taking so long to answer things because she's like part deaf. And he was being like Basil Fawlty, just being like, is this a piece of your brain? Hello. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I'm like, that's that's one for the Americans. I think you can find Strike It Lucky. I think you can if you... If oh, you... I think you can definitely find that. We, we found an episode of that. And the other one that I really enjoyed, obviously, uh, was You Bet, if you remember that. Oh, I loved like, You Bet. Now, the thing that about You Bet, right, that I really liked... Was it the Who soundtrack? Pillow, no, it was it was the fact that the games were actually shit. Like, so the one I caught the the other day, clip of, was basically some lad who was about I'd say seventeen, eighteen. I'm gonna stop you. His, I'm gonna stop you. Special, yeah. Right. Can I guess this? Can I guess? Was his ability that he could guess any football team from just seeing a tiny piece of the strip? No, but I do remember that one. Right, that okay. one, I remember. But this guy, right, could memorise bus routes. <laughs> so, <laughs> he had a massive double-decker bus in the studio. <coughs> right. And on the side of it, it said, like, say, you know, Harrogate to York, right? And he would know the number of that bus. <laughs> that was not being funny, but... I know one bus. <laughs> I know the bus I get, and that's pretty much it. This fucking knew about fifty buses. But this was What's like he doing with his life. But this was before the internet. You had to be like, if there was that you just had to enthuse about one thing, and that was your thing. Think about train spotting. Isn't a film, mate? If train spotting was a thing, people still train spot. That's not disappeared. Because of the internet age, but no, no, no. But going and looking at trains. But this this person is essentially some kind of like public transport spotter. (laughs) I just think it's games like that that I just remember being so shit to watch. I mean, is that not just like the worst piece of TV ever? Like someone going, "Harrogate to York, three oh nine, correct." (laughs) (laughs) That's number one. (laughs) <laughs> it's like, yeah, it basically was like number one. I mean, my favourite one as a kid, because it was the only one I was good at and made me feel, like, smart, was Telly Addicts. Oh, yeah, I did like that, but you can't rewatch it, mate. Like, oh. I tried, 
on this game show surge we're on. Yeah. But a like it's so dated. It's it's you just cannot play along. My what and, you mean? Does Neil Edmund does Noel Edmonds like go? What was the name of the coloured gentleman? And you're like, oh, don't say that. That's not what you say. No, not no, not not dated in the sense of like the, the sort of like old terminology, shall we say? But just that, obviously, it's about them watching the telly of that week. So it's sort of like, you know, do you know who the name of this character in Coronation Street was from the 1984? <laughs> and and you're like, Jesus Christ! So you can't physically get the questions right. And it's not as... I always used to remember really enjoying watching telly addicts, but I don't know whether, obviously, it's that sort of, like, you watched it with your family and you were all playing along and you could get stuff right that was, like, entertaining about it. But it was dull. <laughs> it was really right. dull. Like, I... So, yeah, I but then I don't know whether that's, I'm saying it's dull because, literally, you, you, you sort of playing along and going, I know none of the answers. <laughs> that's just not fun, is well, it? Well, I mean, sometimes dull is, like... It, it, it is mad, like, how game shows are greenlit. I need to find... I watched... Did you ever see... I think, and this will be on um, the All 4 app as well. So David Mitchell got his own game show. Did you ever watch it? Oh... Was this the one about you had to finish a phrase or something? Oh, mate. Yeah, like it was so painful to watch. He had it comedians on as, as well. And I it was just... like called Who Said That? Or it's called like that, Was It Something it? I Said? That's it, yeah. And it was had, and it you had Richard Iroady, and um, you had the, the other fellow was I'm Going Out Out, him. Mickey Flanagan, Mi yeah. Mickey Flanagan. Now, all of those pieces combined, you would think, would make an entertaining show. Yeah, but it simply didn't, and that's there's so much on telly these days. Like to be fair, there's so many of these type of programs about that. Like, I, what was the other one I saw the other week? And I was like, it's James Acaster, and I love James Acaster. And well, it's here like, we go. Hypothetical or something. I've got the entire, um, the entire plot of you know the the script as it were. Of the, the what's the moment looking for here? The concept of the show, how it's put. So the first round was called threesomes. The panel had to guess which of three celebrities said a particular quote read out by the guest narrator. The same celebrity could have more than one quote. At the end of this round, David Mitchell asked the viewers at home to complete a famous quote on Twitter, and upon return from the commercial break, asked the panel to complete it. Uh, key yeah. keywords was the next one. The panelists were given. Only specific keywords and must complete the entire quotation. For example, the words score and seven would lead to Abraham Lincoln's famous opening line from the Gettysburg Address, four score and seven years ago. Um, then the next round was, what are they talking about? A quote was given completely out of context and the panellists had to determine the context of the quote. And the final round was, was it something I said? And teams played one at a time to determine if the quote was said by either the opposing team member David Mitchell, the guest narrator, or a virtual TV guest. Talking out. I, I mean, think it's yeah. the most tedious. Like I don't get how that got greenlit. If you went in, even if you had, like you said, the best comedians, I would be stood looking at you going, but what's funny about it? What's entertaining about it? The only thing I can think is, because there's so much schedule out there now, this is how these programs do get made because they need stuff to fill up 
channels, essentially, because there's so many channels. Yeah. That, you know, I mean, look at how much trite is on MTV these days. Like, yeah. You know, it doesn't really play music videos anymore, so what's it putting on? It, I mean, as far as what I've seen lately, it's just Geordie Shore or... Now, you know, it's very interesting you say this, because I decided to watch a video... I listened to a guy called... Uh, I watched videos by a guy called the Punk Rock NBA, um, and he talks about subcultures like punk, death metal. He seems to be quite a good sociologist on, on all this stuff. And one thing, one video is called why MTV don't play music anymore. And he just opens with a line, they never actually did. And everyone... Oh, yeah, did. And no, 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 no. He's like, he, yeah, he says, you, he said, and I'm being, he said, I'm being quite broad though. He went, however, your memory is what you are picking to remember is probably false. He's, and he's brought up the playlists that they had on MTV back in the day. There was about 15 songs on a day. So they would repeat them. But, really? Yeah, and we're talking well, see, like... I always remember MTV, like, I mean, to be fair, like, when, obviously, in our generation, I just remember things like TRL, and, like, that would just have videos on throughout it. No, no, it was like, um, so, hold on, just give me one second, I just want to pause this. Yes, yeah, sorry. Um, no, yeah, so, he, he, yeah, he put, put up the playlist, and it was like, in the 90s, it was like the Thong song, a Destiny's Child song, um, Ice Cube. Um, and he basically said, it, think of it like it wasn't... Record companies were really funny about giving MTV songs because they were like, but then you've got to play it this time and we want this much money yeah. from it. And MTV were like, no. So it was only big mainstream songs that got there. And in between, there was little programs. So he's like, when you think, oh, MTV don't play music anymore... You never probably watched the music they played, and he's like, and I guess... don't think it was necessarily that it just played videos, though. Like as I say, I, I seem to remember there being more music-based programs on there. Then yeah, I mean, what I'll do is I'll send you the video. It's quite. It's only twenty minutes long, but yeah. it, it's it is interesting because he does like make you realise, huh? I have completely manipulated my memory. Yeah. Um, <laughs> speaking of manipulating memories, if you want to manipulate. Um, the audience guys into going on the site, that'd be good. Let's see, you well, can't... Uh, well, I mean, yeah, go on the site. <laughs> <laughs> Working, I'm good, in fact, I'll give you a little teaser of me quiz now. So, what is the... If you wanted to find us on Instagram, guys, how would they do that? Uh, go on Instagram and search for us <laughs> <laughs> i'm not good with the handles no i think it's thought nerdy uk on everything it is talk nerdy uk even on Dude. facebook i think you go talk nerdy uk to find us if you go on there like gaz said at the every week a tuesday every tuesday at 8 p.m uh greenwich meantime the queen's 8 p.m um we are doing a nerdy quiz live stream you just need pen <clears throat> pen and paper um if you go onto the page about an hour before we start at seven and post the picture round but with no context so i just you can have a look at the picture round then um there's a music round it lasted how long did it la last last time it was about an hour and a half uh, yeah maybe two hours until it was about two hours but it is literally like waiting for people to come on and uh reading the answers out at the end 
Um, there's no prizes, so there's no point in cheating. But if you don't have someone to play along with in the house, I've bit like I said, if you want to take a photo and email it to talknerdyuk@gmail.com, then I announce the winner uh, the next day. And at the moment, the current champions are the Tuesday lot from Leeds. Um, and to be honest, in these times as well, especially if we're doing these weekly, email talknerdyuk@gmail.com to maybe ask me and Gaz some questions, and we can do a little segment at the moment where we just do a bit of fan mail. Fan yeah. being the loosest term, actually. <laughs> you know, just mail. We'll call it mail for now. We'll see what comes through. Um, all right, yeah. So, um, got nothing else to say? Nothing else to say? No. No, right? Yeah. Because I'm... Yeah.